When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX Sun Show. I'm obviously not Lindsay Smith, but we're still brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's favorite sportsbook app. Don't forget to use that code PHNX. I'm Aspo Esau. So you missed a fun game last night. Uh, I didn't miss it. I did watch it. <laughs> I just was at home watching it instead of at work. Well, you didn't. You didn't get a gloat after. So. I did not. Yeah. I did not. Um, there's not much that needs to be said outside of what you guys already talked about. I will say though, um, f the Lakers as always. Uh, but we had a whole segment. Uh, the first segment is you giving your reaction to Suns versus Lakers. So I hope there's more than what we just said last night that you have to say. Otherwise, I could just say a hoy hoy in about five minutes and we're good. Oh hell! If we want to wrap the show up, <laughs> let's do it. Don't give, don't tease me with a good time. Ahoy hoy! Um, no, yeah, you know, like listen, the Lakers were frauds all season. They've been frauds all season. They've been frauds ever since the bubble. Even their Laker fans. Uh, who will sit there and claim, well, if AD was playing last year, uh, that would have made all the difference, minus the fact that Chris Paul was still injured as well. Um, They like to conveniently forget those facts. Um, They've been frauds. They just have been. Even their fans turn against them. And then you bring in Russell Westbrook, and you just enhance the fraudity. That's not even a word. But I just made it. I'm making up words as we speak. They're complete frauds. Everything they do... Is fraud-ish. I just do not like this franchise whatsoever because not only are they frauds, but their fans are frauds too. Half of them are bandwagon fans who will jump ship from the Lakers to the Clippers at a drop of a hat and or celebrate whatever the hot team is in the country. Uh, Warriors, hello. Like you go to a Lakers game with the Warriors, you'll see a lot of Warriors fans at those games. Why? Because they're bandwagon fans. That's why. So listen, the Lakers got their asses absolutely whooped last night. The, Dev- the, the Devin Booker-led Suns, this is the first time where I've been like, they're just so damn good. They're just so good. They are just so damn good. They're so damn efficient. And they're good because they don't have to rely on one player night in, night out. Unlike the Lakers, who now completely have to rely on LeBron and they're not a good team. The Lakers have not been a good team since they left the bubble. And I would even venture to say that even then, they weren't that great of a team. They just had some pieces that were playing at a top level to help compensate for the fact that from 1 to 10, they weren't really that great compared to other teams. Right now, you're starting to see that. You lose a guy like Kyle Kuzma, and you think, oh, it's not a big deal, but he does a lot of little things for you that would have helped you uh, carry on that legacy, but you don't value those guys because va- because LeBron doesn't value those guys, and now you're up shit creek without paddle. Well, you know Kuzma, uh, Montrez Harrell, a lot of guys that you dealt for Russell Westbrook, who has done absolutely nothing. Was last night that the Suns were were that good of a team, or was it the Lakers were that bad of a team, 
Or do you think it was a combination of the two? Well, it's obviously a combination of the two. The Suns were shooting at a very, very high clip, especially in that first quarter after the first three minutes. Um, but the Lakers' defense is so, so god-awful bad. Like, it, I think Gerald or, or I think he hit us in the slack. Like, dude, these guys are literally taking walk-up jumpers. Yeah. Like, the Suns were just walking down the court, hitting jumpers. And then, again, I'm going to go back to this well because, obviously, I am – I am a Michael Jordan stan, but there's a reason why I'm a Michael Jordan stan. And you know what? I would even say that, that afterwards, I appreciated Kobe much, much more than I think I, than I did definitely when he was playing after kind of seeing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, his mentality, and actually breaking down what his career was all about. That's why those two guys, and I'll say it, Kobe's the best, one of the best Lakers of all time, way ahead of LeBron. I, that's not even close to me because LeBron will literally quit on his team during episodes of play and Kobe would never. When we saw it last night, I mean, yes. there, were, there were lapses where he just, I mean, that dunk that Devin had in that game where he steals the pass from him. LeBron just kind of dribbling the ball up, lazy pass into the lane, and a great play by Devin Booker. Yeah. I think it was a combination. Suns didn't shoot great from beyond the arc, uh, but the bench. I mean, the bench came up big even though no Cam Johnson. And when you look at it, Lakers have absolutely no bench. So that was a big part of last night as well. But The I Lakers to... don't even have a starting lineup. Well, that that's fair. I mean, especially with, with AD out. I mean, they're, they're starting – a handful of guys that you're like, what? And then they AD. try to bring in Dwight Howard to make up for it. AD is another big... one, too. Like, <laughs> like you know what? You know, AD and LeBron absolutely deserve each other because those two fair-weather freaking players have never been more reliant on each other for support than now. Those two guys could not lift their own teams to championship levels and championship success. So then they both jump ship or force their way out of town to go to places where they could get more help, um, you know, surrounding themselves with, you know, dominant other players just to win a ring, and then they come back. And, like, everybody likes to talk about, well, LeBron won a ring with 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 the, uh, the Cavs when he came back. Kyrie carried them offensively. Without Kyrie, you don't even come close. Like, yeah. Kyrie's the reason why they won that championship. Because the year before, without Kyrie... Kyrie gets injured in game one of the finals. They don't even come close. So I don't even want to hear it. And then and then A. Disney comes over from freaking New Orleans, Mr. Glassman himself, talking about, like, talking all this big shit. And this guy is, I, I'm sorry, he's so overrated because he can never stay on the court. He's made out of glass. Like, oh, man. Look, you got married at Disney World. Isn't that insulting to Disney when you say that? No. <laughs> it's, it's like Disney. Disney's like it's a it's a it's a welcoming place. It's a soft place, and okay. and 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 a Disney is absolutely soft. I thought it was an insult because the only way they could win a championship was in a bubble at Disney World. True, so, that too. So I thought there it was that then more why than you anything. Set me up for failure like that. Uh, <laughs> Elon said, uh, Elon Musk in the chat says LeBron was done after the first quarter. I think he was done about halfway through the first quarter in that game, and then uh, I wonder if LeBron like went into the locker room afterwards and saw and saw Anthony Davis was like, "Bro, <laughs> thanks what, a lot." What the fuck? You you're not even playing. You're trying nothing. to set up, you know, set me up for failure out here. <laughs> he did. I mean, he, he totally did. He totally did, and we'll get into that in a little while. But Jose also in the chat says at least Kobe never quit. He must not remember uh, Game Seven of that first round series against the Suns when the Suns made their comeback after being down 3-1 and Kobe refused to shoot in that fourth quarter? 
Uh, Kobe did quit against the Suns at one point in the playoffs, but that that is that is the distant past. We will leave that where it is. Uh, and Josh Hunt in the chat says, "Nah, Saul's Mickey Mouse ring is a hundred or a thousand percent more legit than Anthony Davis's." Thank so. you. Well, this is true. Well, you have a legal piece of paper that says it is as yes, well. Yes, <laughs> Anthony so. didn't. So uh, let's let's we'll leave the Lakers where it is. Actually, you know, no, we won't. I'll ask you one more question. Okay. Here. This is what happens when Lindsay isn't here and I go back to hosting. Things go a little uh, sideways. But is this has the rivalry shifted at this point? I mean, I know they won in the playoffs last year, but is this season and the dominance the Suns have shown? against the Lakers, uh, tipped the scales 100% in the Suns' favor in this rivalry. I mean, I don't know how you can't say it, it hasn't. Like, the Suns are the best team in the NBA by far. Um, they're a, the, the Lakers are a distant, distant, distant way from where the Suns are, uh, not only from a, a player personnel standpoint, but from a mentality standpoint. They're light years apart. Yeah. Like, And that's where the Chris Paul effect has taken place. I don't know if LeBron pulls half the shit that he pulls if Chris Paul is on the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I do feel like Chris Paul is not afraid of anybody and he will confront anybody. And so I feel like in that regard, he would call LeBron out on his BS and, and get things going. He got to this organization, and that's the thing that that I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Chris Paul's effect on this on this team is so abundantly clear because of the mentality that this team has now. And it's so great because Chris Paul's not even on the floor anymore, and you can still feel his presence on the court. Like, it's amazing. It really is amazing. They're mentally tough. They don't bat an eye at any adversity. Even the other night when they were throwing the ball away against the Raptors left and right in that run that cost them the game, they still fought back and had a chance to win that game. Like, they just... They're just unflappable. They really are. It's it's the best Phoenix Suns team I have ever witnessed in my life. It's the difference between having Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul as your point guard and Frank Vogel as your coach and Monty Williams as your coach. I think that's – with Monty Williams and Chris Paul, you never would have heard Anthony Davis, if he were in a Suns locker room, make the kind of comments he did pregame – uh, right before you're going to step on the court. It was disrespectful, uh, and I, I don't think it happens in a Chris Paul team or a Monty Williams team for that matter. I mean, they were they were down 2-1. They go back to L.A., uh, and they dominated game one. It wasn't even close. The Sun. What, without the sun. Chris Paul. Without Chris Paul, half. basically, yeah. And and everybody wants to say, oh, it was a shoe in and we were going to win that, that, that series. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Like, you think it was, but it really wasn't. So, listen, the Lakers, like I said, go back to your fraudulent championships and go hold on to the past because you're all fake. Josh says uh, orange goes better with purple uh, in the chat. I agree with that. And to your point about being fraudulent, my favorite tweet from the night, and this will be the last thing we talk about on this, but uh, a fan who was at the game said, there are three rows of Lakers fans in front of her in the game. They, they left at halftime. When they came back, about half of them were wearing Suns gear. 
And that says everything that you need to know about a Lakers fan. Uh, yeah, they're fraudulent and, and, and with the best of them. So let's take a break here. Remind you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. That's right. And there's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. That's right. $5, get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with the same game parlays. One of my favorite ways to bet on a, uh, on a game where you combine multiple bets into one for a bigger payday. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite ways to bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you know what's also great about DraftKings? It's safe reliable and secure a best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want it's super easy you can get your winnings same day i mean same day if you need that cash it's great download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code phnx bet five dollars on any hoops team college hoops team to win and you're going to get two hundred dollars in free bets it's just that easy you win with promo code phnx this week at the DraftKings sportsbook app 21 and over arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only minimum five dollar rep- deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and want to remind you also that it's time to take your shot presented by the Arizona Department of Health and Safety Services. Uh, Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chance of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Just visit Health dot gov slash find vaccine for a location near you i will say this the one good thing about the lakers right now is uh that show showtime is pretty good it is it's better it's the best way to watch the lakers right now because it's much more entertaining than the actual far more entertaining i'll tell you that much uh i i have not made it all the way through episode two yet i do uh i am about two-thirds of the way through Jerry West can't like the way he's depicted in this show. Uh, even even if it's even if it's partially true or even ninety percent true, yikes! Jerry West not looking great. <laughs> oh well, you need to finish episode two then. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Would you like uh, to play a little game, Saul? Let's go. Let's play a game. All I right. love games. We're going to call it something, nothing, or everything. The premise is simple. <laughs> I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's something, if it's nothing or if it's everything in the Suns' world. The first one that we're going to talk about is Devin Booker's post-game comments about Anthony Davis's <laughs> pre-game comments. We have the video. Let's listen. Nah, that's just going to happen anyways. I just think it's funny. Yeah. It just is. I know what you're trying to do to win, but yeah. No, nah, it's just all the ifs. And, you know, if, if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. If my auntie had some between her legs, she'd be my uncle. You know, it's it's a lot of ifs in this game. And, you know, you look at history along the lines, like there's some something that comes up for every team during every season. So, you know, instead of just taking the high route and going, you have to make a comment like that. It's kind of funny. 
First off, Saul, did you have on the bingo card Devin Booker saying that if his aunt had nuts, it'd be his uncle in the post-game press conference? Well, that one caught me a little Something between guard. her legs. Oh, well, he yeah, look, he didn't, he say, didn't say this crass, but uh, yeah. you knew what he was referencing. Uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just love the, the phrases. You can tell that the first phrase was basically a very Southern thing to say, you know, <laughs> if ifs were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Like, that's fantastic. I love that. That was my favorite quote. Listen, it's something. It's something because the Lakers themselves are trying to coach themselves up into believing that they have a, a possible they have a chance against the Suns. Like multiple times throughout the last couple years, or really this season, people have rumored that the Lakers would prefer to play the Suns than the Warriors in the playoffs. First of all, if they play either one of those teams, they're getting absolutely oh, blitzed yeah. off the court. Second of all, the Suns are a far more proficient team than the Warriors right now. You don't want to see them. You're fundamentally flawed from top to bottom, especially defensively. Like, there's just no way that this, this Laker team could possibly want to play the Lakers. And I'm telling you what, they're trying to gas themselves up because they know, they just absolutely know that if they were able to play the Suns in the first round, this is what they're doing. If they were, if they, if they, if they psych themselves up to play the Suns in the first round, and should happen to win that first game, because that first game would be everything, and not get blown out, they feel like maybe that would put the seed of doubt in the Suns' heads, and that would like all of, a, all of a sudden cause this chasm of failure within the organization, which would not happen. Like they're just too mentally strong of a team. You've got, you've gone past the point of this team being 2018, 19, and even the bubble sons where they had a younger mentality. They didn't have a guy like Chris Paul that can hold things together or teach them to hold things together. Like that, that's, that ship has sailed. Like this team is not a fragile team anymore. They built all that confidence in the bubble and last season and they've completely reaffirmed it this year and blowing some teams out that we never thought would happen. And then you thump the Lakers like they did last night. No, that ship has sailed. Lakers, you're 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 done. I, you're done. I don't get it because, great, uh, you maybe you would have won last year, but this is a vastly different Suns team. They're significantly better than they were last year. Yeah, because their younger deeper. pieces have gotten better. You're, they're deeper, and the Lakers are worse. So what is Anthony Davis even trying to say in that? Great. You can have revisionist history. That's perfectly fine, but that doesn't make you any better this year, and yeah. it doesn't make you any more likely uh, to to fare well if you face the Suns. The Lakers need to be focusing on, can they even get out of the play-in game? Seriously. Because it's one game – they're going to have to win two because they're sitting at nine right now. Like, there's a chance this team doesn't advance. This, this team doesn't get out of the play-in game. The one thing about this is, is, like, think about us as Suns fans when Steve Nash broke his nose, basically, in game in game one in the Western Conference Finals against the Spurs. Um, or the Diaw and Stoudemire suspensions, right? You'll never hear Suns fans basically saying, well, maybe, maybe the, the Diaw and Stoudemire won. I know Suns fans feel like if they played in game six, they would we would have won that, right? But but they don't say it in a way to disrespect the Spurs as if the Spurs would have never had a chance in no. that game. You know what I mean? And that's what the Lakers are trying to do to the Suns. Steve Nash busts his face, and we're like, it would have been great to see Steve Nash in that series at full strength without having to deal with that mess, right? Like, the Lakers fans are in so much denial because they have this – they basically have bought all their championships and they they got all this bravado that they just cannot face reality. 
That's what it is. Yeah, well, and you bring up that Spurs series. The Suns are complaining about a cheap shot in a moment when it comes to uh, when it comes to Robert Ory hip checking Steve Nash. Anthony Davis <clears throat> is bringing up something that's been an issue his entire career: getting injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, this that's not something that uh, no one player injured Anthony Davis or anything. There's not one moment. It's Anthony. You know Davis's genetics that he's arguing yeah. about there. For me, it's everything though because this is like Devin Booker emerging uh, on a national stage as a character too. He did it a little bit in the playoffs. We've seen the the sunglasses that he's come out with, but this was a big moment because there was a lot of attention with Anthony Davis's comments. The games on ESPN, he comes out uh, and he's showcasing some of that personality. I love it. Uh, Dagoon in the in the chat said uh, the only thing he was missing was a cigar, and I love when it's Lakers Suns, right? When you get this mentality, there's always an edge to it, and for me, it was everything because D Book shown a little bit more of his personality, a little bit more of of who he is, rather than the very uh, compartmentalized answers that he usually gives. Uh, Devin Booker needs to do this. He needs to do this. Agreed. If he wants to be on the national stage and get everybody's attention, like he he needs to give like let's be honest. He needs to give the national peeps some juice. Like yeah. he just does. Like that's that's what captivates everybody about, you know, like Draymond Green. Always good for a soundbite, right? That's part of this. Like you're feeding the the beast and if you continue to feed the beast, they will pay attention to you. Okay. And so Devin Booker being able to do this and really kind of uh, you know, Put Anthony Davis in his place, if you you know, so to speak, is is valuable. It's valuable. You know, we always clamor for for national peeps to give the Suns the respect that they we all know that they deserve. But at the end of the day, like the Suns themselves, you know, they have to be that mouthpiece if they want to draw the attention. Now, they could also go the other way, like the Spurs used to do. They used to never say shit. Like they just yeah. they talked it and they walked it, and that was it. And the Suns could be like that too. It doesn't really matter as long as at the end of the day we're holding up to Larry O'Brien. That's all we care about. Uh, Spurs never had that. I mean, Tim Duncan was a great player, never necessarily a face because he didn't have those moments. Two things I loved about it, he's, Devin Booker basically saying, regardless of if AD said this, it would have happened this way anyways. And then when he goes, Dwayne, I know what you're trying to do, and he still gives him a great quote mm-hmm. there. That's a guy that knows what he's doing with the media. Next one, something, nothing, or everything. Dario Saric shooting threes at practice. We have a tweet from Gerald Bourget that he sent saying, Saric taking some threes, Monty Williams walking by him just before this saying, quote, uh, okay, Dario, hit a shot, Dario. And then Dario makes a three and raises his arms in triumph. We also have the video of it. Do you think that this is something, nothing, or everything that we're seeing Dario Sarge get shots up at the practice facility? Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're not expecting it back? I know no. people had questions because they got the the injury dispensation. He still can come back. It doesn't mean he has to be out all year, just the doctors thought he'd likely be out all year. That's how they got the money that turned into the Aaron Holiday trade. It's nothing. I think it. I think it's it's something. It's I mean, nothing. It, there, it, listen, if if you think Dario Saric is going to come in and play in the playoffs, I I I don't think that's a possibility at all. Do you not remember Abdel Nader going MIA yeah. for four months well, the, he, and I, showing up in the Western I Conference? Think, and finals? we all saw how that worked out. 
I think you may see him play at some point uh, in the playoffs. And if it's in a break glass in case of emergency or they need some kind of change up where they have a big who can pass. I think it's more likely Frank Kaminsky comes back and sees minutes, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Dario sees this, minutes. This team is in such a groove right now, and at least Frank got to feel a little bit of that groove at the beginning of the season. Okay. Dario literally will have, have basically gone a year without playing an NBA game, and the first one he's going to come back to is going to be in the in the playoffs when things are at a all-time high level. Like, I just don't see it. The difference with Abdel Nader is he had played all season, got hurt towards the end, or actually in the playoffs, missed a couple games, and then came back. No, Abdel hadn't played in like three months and came in and Was it three and played. months? Yeah, he was, he was MIA. We had no idea where he was going to be, and then he just showed up in the, in the Western Conference Finals against L.A. But he did play that year. He had played, he had played, he had played, he had played earlier the, in the year. He had yes. played most of the season. That's, that's fair. He yeah. did had played. Dario hasn't played at all. I mean, now, I always thought it was like a couple weeks. Nah, go back and look. It was it was crazy. Now let's yeah. uh something, nothing, or everything. DeAndre Deon DeAndre DeAndre Ayton's growth offensively recently with that hook shot and everything we've seen that his game's kind of developed into. I mean, he's been doing that. Like he just he he goes through stretches, yes, but he's been very, very efficient of late. He's been efficient all season. I mean, he's shooting over 60% for the year. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I would say it's everything because as we alluded to um, last week, the playoffs, you're going to need DA to score some points in the playoffs, especially if you want to dominate teams that the way the way you hope you you can dominate them. You you face off against, like, the Bucks or the Nets or something. like. Their weaknesses are going to be down low. You know what I mean? So you got to take advantage of that. Um Ironically, Robin Lopez just came back, by the way. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks adjust to that and have him back in the fold. But, um, but yeah, most of the teams out east they don't have the bigs to compete with Da. So, yeah, it's everything. I'm I'm not worried about Brooke and the Bucks when it comes to Lopez, to down down low. Uh, you're right, though. I mean, Da and his and his ability to go toe to toe with somebody like Nikola Jokic. Uh, it, it's everything to me as well. But what I love is that hook shot is uh, that further out hook shot that, you know, four four feet and more that he's done is is a new look for him this year. He's shooting like 68% on that shot. And it's just another option in his bag. And he's used it a lot since Chris Paul's been out where he's not getting those easy buckets on the on the pick and roll so i like that he's found ways i also like since chris paul's been out he's shooting 50 percent from three i think he's four of eight from behind he the needs to shoot more well. to be honest with you but i like that that's now something that you can't just sag off of him at the top of the key because that's been integrated as well no he's they will more dynamic. they will it's only eight shots i get i get it but at some point you're going to have to stay honest with it, or he can burn you with it. I well, mean, that's why he needs to shoot more. I, I agree. I mean, it, what's it hurt to take one or two more threes a game, right? Like, he's only taken all, eight all season. That's not going to grab anybody's attention. Sure, is the threat there? Yes. But not. it's not going to warrant Jokic leaving the paint to come out and body him up at the perimeter yet. No. It, if he takes some more and he's more consistent with it, then yes, that'll change the entire dynamic of it. Well, and he's such a good passer. I think it opens up 
a whole different thing. If they start coming up on him, it's going to open passing mm-hmm. lanes that he can find teammates as well. So I think it's everything that DeAndre Ayton's offensive growth. We need to see it on the boards, though, mm-hmm. too. And uh, last night he came through, but the previous night he hadn't. Last one, something, nothing, or everything. If a Lundberg signing to a two-way contract, the Danish guard who becomes only the second Danish-born player, or excuse me, only the second Danish player uh, to play in the NBA, uh, played in... Who's in, the other one? I don't remember. Uh, I don't Espo, remember. I'm so I know disappointed. Only, uh, Is it not Kiki Vandeweghe? No. He's not Danish. Not Danish. Yeah. Uh, anyways, though, uh, it's, he's had a a great uh, career in Moscow and, and in Europe. Uh, a six foot four guard with a six nine wingspan can hit at a thirty eight percent clip from behind the arc. Said to be one of the best NBA ready European players out there. Do you think this is something, nothing, or everything? It's nothing until he can get cleared to come play. Well, that's fair, but so, they said in a week or a week or two, typical visa stuff. But do you it, think he even sees any? Do you think he sees any playing time? I mean, I yeah, yeah. I think at some point he'll get a few minutes here and there because you got to see what what he's got, right? Like, mm-hmm. what if he comes in and he just is phenomenal? Like, you just never know. I I don't know. I it's nothing right now because if he was that high of a piece, I think they would have tried to get him a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, it's nothing right now until I see him play, to be honest with you. I think it's something. Uh, James Jones and the Suns have apparently been looking at this guy for a while. The opportunity came to sign him when obviously thing, the war, uh, with Ukraine and Russia broke out. He left his team in Moscow and that was when James Jones called him up and said, Hey, you want to come take a chance on this two way? I think he'll see decent minutes because they've got a decision to make before the playoffs. Two-way players can't be on the playoff roster, and I think we're going to see either Ish Wainwright or Ife take Alfred Payton's spot. I think they cut Alfred Payton before the playoffs and put one of those guys on the playoff roster. Oh, no, and I think if Ife, <laughs> I think if Ife can prove himself and show that he can potentially give anything, they're going to put him on the roster just in case they run into any issues with Chris Paul or campaign uh, or even Devin Booker, because he plays both the one and two. Uh, you gotta, you gotta have guys that could potentially fill in even Landry Shamit. Uh, if he can't get a shot going in FA I mean, or something. So. We are going down the, this, the despair road right now. <laughs> if, if we have to reach all the way down there no. uh, to, to cover CP three and campaign. So do you, do you remember last year's playoffs in the big men? I mean, freaking Frank Kaminsky hadn't played in you know in forever, and he got in in the finals because they were so depleted there. So you got to have every contingency prepared for, I mean, and I think have, that that's what Ife may be. You have five guards, like you have five guys that can handle the ball, right? You got CP3, Campaign, Devin Booker, and then you have Aaron Holiday and Landry Shamit. Like those five. I, if you have to extend past those five in the playoffs, something went horribly wrong. I think I think there's I think there's a chance that Landry may be a guy that falls out of the rotation too. We'll see. I think over it's this guy that that has never played an NBA game. Before. Potentially, potentially. Oh I don't. God. I mean, look, why make the move right now if uh, if there's not a possibility that you're thinking he could be? Well, because he's available. 
he I wasn't st- available before. Yeah, but why why bother bringing him on a two way that you know if if there's no if there's not a possibility that you could wind up using him? I think there's a, I might... think it's something. I think okay. it's so, I'm not saying he will, but I think it's something because you don't you don't mess around at this point in adding a, a second guy unless you think maybe well he's maybe not a I'm second guy him. he'd be like the 14th or 15th. No, you're guy. bringing a second two way guy. Oh, is what I'm saying you, uh, with that spot. So we'll find out. Uh, that that's everything I got. Any any final thoughts you have, Saul? No, I just hate the Lakers. Like <laughs> to my club. to my core. Like I really there's like certain fan bases that I absolutely detest. The Lakers are one of them. The Cowboys are another. Uh, the Yankees fans like because they always they they're entitled. Like they're yes. so entitled. They think that they deserve the best of everything because everybody else should not get what L.A. gets. And that's why, like, I just detest the Lakers. And I hate their franchise. I hate their fans. My cousins are Lakers fans. I hate them, too. Like, I just don't like the Lakers. Can I say that? I don't like the Lakers. LeBron, AD, A. Disney, Glass, whatever you want to call them, I don't like you. Uh, Charles in the chat says, don't we all, Saul? Don't we all? Yep. And it's very true. I feel very much the same way. I also used to feel about the uh, New York Giants fans that way, too, back in the day when the Cardinals were in the NFC East. Too, There's a lot of fan bases that just act like they're in, entitled to things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to act like that someday when, uh, when the Larry O'Brien calls Phoenix home. If you want to read more about F.A. Lundgren and, you know, about DeAndre Ayton's uh, evolution mm-hmm. as an offensive player – Become a member of gophnx.com. You can read all of Gerald Borgay's articles, our son's beat writer, one of the best in the business. I highly recommend it. If you join as an annual member today, you're going to get a free T-shirt, and we have some fantastic shirts. My favorite one, our new Point God shirt, a, uh, a fantastic, fantastic shirt. You can also get our Sunset Drive shirt. Uh, that is is great as well. Go to the phnx locker if you want to just look at the shirts or become a member at gophnx.com you won't regret it so he is saul bookman i'm greg esposito you can follow saul at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there for all that hate he has for the lakers you can follow me at espo you can follow the show at phnx underscore sons and until next time remember just because somebody's a Lakers fan, now they're still assholes. Don't there's nothing good to say about it. Oh hoy. hoy.